0: Right here, so oh, he topped it. cold topped Okay, better go. Yeah, eight iron. Oh, he shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Oh, boy, is he on the sync. Welcome to the Bogey Boys podcast.
0: You're joined here once again by Kevin and Mark. I mean, Mark and Kevin. We yeah. decided, didn't we?
1: <laughs> we did. New cap, Kev? Nice, innit? it? New cap, yeah. I've just bought some merchandise there from React Collection. What do you think of them?
0: I like them. man. look smart, don't
1: they? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. We've got a discount code for everyone as well, BB10, at checkout. If you want to go and check them out, you can follow them on Instagram, at React Collection, or you can go to the website, dot React collection.com. You can get to that website through the link in our bio. The deals on until the end of November. So go and get yourself some Christmas bits. High quality stuff innit?
0: Yeah, it's quality. The hoodies are belter.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. Of good warm, stuff.
0: Innit?
1: Yeah, they do men's and women's clothing as well. So if you want to get any early Christmas gifts in, you get ten percent off with code BB ten at checkout. So go and check them out, give them a follow on Instagram. Play this week, Kev.
0: I did, yeah. Big um, big trial, trial run for the Arcos Golf. Um, what are they actually called? The little things, plugins. Plugins, yes. yeah, the plugins there, Like obviously went in there, not really knowing much. Well, I knew from what we'd been told and I've read and all that, but oh, like the, the distances that it gives you with the wind and the way it, it tells you, like like 10 yards or 15 yards shorter or longer. I was struggling to believe it, and then I just trusted it and was hitting it. And you just can't underestimate the power of getting a pin eye. Yeah, it's literally like having a caddy, having your own caddy, innit? Well, now I've because I've done eighteen holes and now I've done another nine last, like this afternoon. It's starting to actually tell me what to hit. The more information that you can give it, the more rounds that you have, the more accurate it's gonna it's gonna be. But round the 8-9 eight nine nine area, it, it told me bang on because I had a wedge in my end, and then I looked at the thing said like one fifty four, but then it was playing one sixty four, and then it was telling me to hit nine. and I was like. I thought he had 150 odds. I was thinking of it in a, a, a hard wedge. And it just it swung, like, it's a decent enough nine. Perfect pin eye. I was like, what?
1: Yeah, pin eye's a big deal, isn't it? Because you're never going to be too up. far away. Yeah. You got a new wedge as well, haven't you, in the bag?
0: Yeah, a new high toe. Yeah. Another, I seen the tailor-made it didn't I, with DJ Rory and someone else standing around. I think um, John Ram standing around talking about it. I was like, I chip off the toe. I'm, I'm getting one. <laughs> How's it <laughs> work? It's all right. Been all right, yeah. You know, I had yeah. like a few little practice shots with it, but sits weird, looks ugly, but seems to be working all right.
1: Happy days. Chippins
0: are pen- pending chippings tomorrow.
1: Come with an ironhead cover as well, didn't they? And
0: now the state of that LW.
1: <laughs> if you buy a club fit for, for a 24 handicap, then they're going to send you one, handy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Any goal from you, brother?
1: Yeah, I played on Sunday, just better ball, Stablefords. Used the Arcos, really impressed with it but my golf wasn't the best, to be fair, and we got absolutely soaked. So we're into that winter weather now, aren't we? We're going to be uh, locked down. So it's the end of an era for at least a month for the R Golf Club. So on 18, I absolutely fatted the arse off my 5-iron off the tee, and I had about 200 into wind, and the Arcos told me to it's a 4-iron. A so I've hit this 4-iron to about 10 foot.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> did
1: the put it to the Arcos, put it to 10 foot. Missed the putt, like but you know, that's my last, last shot I'm hitting for a month. It's a
0: nice one to leave with. I don't know. Like, you're you fully packing in. Like, I'm going to still go to the range and, and keep up the uh, the work through the winter. Me, obviously, can't like with the lockdown that like, we can't obviously play and we can't go now. But uh, like after a month after that,
1: yeah. Well, once the lockdown's up and back to back to the grind, yeah. When yeah, yeah. started started in the gym, haven't we? Started doing a bit of fitness, bit of flexibility.
0: Then like, a couple of them hit movements. My workout, me ass was <laughs> my ass was so sore the next day. That was from the movements, not Locko's movements, by the way. Spotting you in the gym. <laughs> Just took me back to that episode When you said I'm worried Why you are thinking About ten men in the shower <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: do, you do worry me at times Kevin <laughs> The Bermuda Championship
0: It was um, It was an interesting tournament Did you see Like the first day The scoring was Unbelievable A couple of sixes Seven under I think seven unders Malinati and um, Redmond Both up there Your picks Yeah They shoot seven or eight I can't remember one of them Seven under and, um, and six under Yeah yeah, so lean. they were right then. There was a few, I think there was a few at seven under. Yeah. And then the next day on the on the Friday, the wind proper really got up. It was ridiculous, wasn't it? No. And then, like, even that, that it was mainly featured on that it Was it the 16th? The um, the par three with all the wars yeah. left. and everyone was just bailing out right. And it was it, like you could see why it's a signature hole, because the day before it looked picturesque and then the day after looked brutal. The playoff, obviously, when it come down, boiled down to it that way, Brian Gay's put.
1: Have you seen his putting stroke? You know, the way they always talk about the mechanics of putting and everyone's getting a bit too technical putting on, are It's just yeah. so risky, isn't it? All well, the players on tour was struggling with the putting, Sergio closing his eyes, Tommy having problems from three, four foot at times. And then Brian Gay turns up and he just shows you that. Like sometimes it's not about all these technical things. Just step up there and just give it a whack.
0: That's it. Well, it's a square face hitting. If you can put it on the right line, it's you don't know. It matters it's like Fioric swing in it. Like he does all this at the top, spinning it around like big twisties at the top, and then as long as he hits it, impact.
1: Same as Wolf, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like Wolf as well, yeah. All these funny things, but ultimately, if you get him in the right positions, it's going to go for a mile in
0: it. That's it. Well, I think it was just put on the um, was it on the 18th. Or was it the playoff hole where he, he bet this like about twenty five foot like like down the hill. Yeah, straight in the middle of the hole. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. His putting was quality. But he's um 49. It shows you a few of the old dogs are just still doing it, aren't they?
1: Well, this is it, yeah. Brian Gaze won that. He's the third player in his 40s to win out of the eight, eight tournaments since the PJs restarted since the Tour Championship. So you had Stuart Sink won the Safeway, didn't he, 47. Yeah. Sergio Garcia's 40. But even Martin Laird, he's 37, so he's approaching 40.
0: So that shows you that they're not... These young boys coming through, like, the some of the journeymen and the, the, the thing you golfers there's still wins in it for everyone isn't there so anyone like 30 odds now in, on the tour like this one we've proved that distance isn't winning everything so the older you're obviously going to lose distance so like as long as you've got the the put on like we said
1: you talk about the distance there as well so Brian Gay he averaged under 290 yards for the whole tournament to put on like 30th in the field Luke List was leading the field for that week he had just under 315 yards I think it was yeah. For, total, for total distance. So 315 is a, a good distance. So it's not as though the field's being full of pappers and he's just won it because he's hitting it, he's hitting it just under 290. The, he's 30th in the field, so there's a lot more players who've got a lot more of an advantage ahead of him. But his accuracy... But it, yes, Again, it
0: shows you, doesn't it? It's, is it an advantage? Like Obviously it. it is. But is it that big of an advantage to be going on about every, all the time, every week? Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, and each course is different, isn't it? So each course... You'll have dog legs, you'll have shorter, you'll have bunkers in certain positions. Brian Gay's accuracy for the week was 59%. He had 33 or 56 fairways, so he was constantly in play. All right, he might have been 320, 330 down there, so he might have been an 8-iron instead of a wedge or whatever, but these players know how to put an 8-iron, 7-iron to, to like the 10, way 15 they full- it, The
0: way they strike it, like, an 8-iron, a wedge, like... Even five irons, six irons, like it shouldn't I know it makes a massive difference, but like they, they hit it that good, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: well, and he was hitting seventy percent of greens from those positions, so he's hitting a lot of greens, giving him a, exactly a lot of And, the, and
0: the, the lead is only three fifteen. It's not actually that. He's not miles behind, is he?
1: No, twenty five yards. That's all he is. Yards, two clubs max. Do you know what I mean? This is it. So yeah, he's hitting eight iron and there it and wedges in or six irons to just two eight irons. Not that much of a big deal, is it?
0: No, exactly.
1: Yeah, but yeah. So he's twenty. He's averaged twenty six putts per day, and he's at seventy percent of green. So obviously, ultimately, it was enough to to give him the title. So they're all this Bryson, we tell you every week, don't we? But it's we're getting we're proving every single week when we speak about these statistics and review the 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 tournaments that it's not all about distance. There's much more skill to
0: golf than distance. But there's much I, I, Like again they're Sticking up for Bryson here, But there's much more To his game Than just distance So I don't know I just really hate that They just keep going on about it Do you know what I mean Yeah
1: Well he's he's not playing again This week at the Houston Open Which is a disappointment But what he is He's obviously going to be Playing at the Masters Isn't he And this is the one where Rory and that have come out And said Oh it's Bryson's to lose Blah 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 Boards of it all now But It's going to be interesting When he gets out there To see How he actually does
0: Yeah Well I wonder what he's working on like, obviously, he's trying to get his... But he's, he's hitting them 400-yard carries and all that mad carry on. China's
1: 48-inch driver, isn't he? Yeah. So whether he's got up to 48 inches yet, I don't know. But this is another thing. He just... He he puts these... Obviously, we're bang into it now, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? And he's, he's only putting these teasers out, these odd videos. And it's just like, you just want to see him playing, don't you? This is the problem. No, no. But but talking about distance there, that week, the other Freddie Funk made the cut. Do you know what his driving distance was for the whole week? What? Two hundred and forty-three yards. No way. Yeah, two hundred and forty-three yeah. yards. Sixty-four years of ages.
0: It's it's one of them. though. it's like I know it's like It's laughable for them boys, but like you probably outdrive you, don't you
1: I was getting, I'm getting them out there on the range now, getting a bit of a turn, you know.
0: That's when you when you're trying to get to go straighter and better. It's unbelievable. I've well, see some, some fella, I don't know who it is, who doesn't actually have the name tag, but they're in Cyprus this week, and he's got like the distance, the carry, and the um, the distance, and he's got one twenty-five, one thirty-five, one forty-five, one fifty-five, one sixty-five. You no, know, every mile an hour, and he keeps yeah. this. And he said it's all about the tempo, and he keeps the same sort of tempo, but just a little bit slower. It's it's, it's a boss video watching. So watch it.
1: So what he's doing, he's doing a slower swing, then open it slowly by ten miles an hour each time. Is yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, he, the
0: distance and the caddies all going further and further, further every time.
1: Yeah, so what we, what we were doing was wrong then, just getting up there and just smacking it as hard as we can first go. You
0: know I don't know what the point of it is. I think it just says, like, trust your tempo or
1: something. Ah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't we ain't got time for that. We ain't got no tempo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, another another good story from the, from the Bermuda Championship was Will Zalatoris. He got a few sponsored invites from the Corn Ferry Tour this season because of how well he's doing on there. Uh, I think he needed to tie 64th or 65th to get um, a special temporary membership on the PJ Tour, and that means that he gets unlimited sponsorship exemption for the season. Um, yeah, you
0: know. I, I can't believe that. I thought he was, like, he would have already had that in my mind, because when I was looking at the bet, he was favourite.
1: Well, yeah, I think that's because of how well he's done on the Corn Ferry Tour. So I spot. mean, you
0: well on the Corn Ferry Tour, you shouldn't really be just going turn up to the next tour, being favourite, you, really? Oh. <laughs> Depends how good you play. playing. know, I think he it probably depends on the field, doesn't it, as well.
1: Yeah, because it's it's a weakened field. That's that's why he's getting these invites. If it's a top field, he doesn't get the invite because there's no space for him. But yeah. with, with these weekend fields and the time of year, he's obviously there's just been an opportunity for him there. And he's just took it. And say so it just means he gets that special temporary membership every time there's a space for him. He can play. There's no there's no limits to him. So that should give him the opportunity to, to go and get the Additional FedEx points he needs to get his full card next season. doesn't good, need to rely on exemptions. Yeah, it's a good. He's obviously just took advantage of the situation, hasn't he? But he yeah. still have to go. He still have to go out there, and he still have to play. play. He still have to play and perform. Obviously, it's not a yeah. given. It just shows the talent he's got. So we'll be seeing a lot more of him, definitely.
0: Yeah, he swings it well, doesn't he? I got yeah. all. I got all tied up there with thinking about Fred Funk out driving you, and I missed out the main part of Fred Funk. Actually, what he done? He chipped in. Yeah, on the thirty-six dollars to make the cut.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, on he did. Like, that is unreal. I know when his son was having an absolute stinker on that day as well. And his son,
0: I see him come running down, jumped on him, and jumped, on, jumped on, him. on him, like, and they just, like, I know every, like, you get taught this chipping action and all that, but his chipping action was a bit like, like, wristy and like flicky, and he just chipped in it, rolled and went in. I was like, Yeah.
1: Yeah, he just picked a spot, didn't he? And it just went in and that was to make the cut. Unbelievable. him? You know, he holds the course record for the tournament to play in this week at the Houston Open with a 62. Fred Funk does. Freddie Funk, yeah. He's got the oh, course yeah. joint joint the course record with a sixty-two with the play in the Houston Open. How
0: old is he,
1: like? Sixty-four years.
0: Is. How is he? I
1: thought he was old. Yeah. No, sixty-four, yeah. But well, I'd say we'll review the Houston Open later. And now let's get on to our birdie bogey bus for this week. We've got a got some new oh, information, haven't we, about our million. man? What got some new information about our man that we talk about
0: most weeks? What's say? speaking about um of, of good chippers? <laughs> <laughs> the birdie this week has got to be found out that Arjun Antwell, well uh, well sorry is very good mates with Tiger Woods.
1: He's best mates with the goats, would you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't believe it when you sent that it's like you know, this Arjun Atwell, we had no idea who he was at the beginning of this podcast, and I was like, Yeah, and you're like, Well, he's best mates with the goat, and I was like, No wonder he's good at chipping. Then
0: <laughs> I know, anyway, Greg, you make, know, Greg, he set, he sent me from Australia. He's like, What do you mean you don't know who he is, lad? He said he's from best mates with Target. <laughs> sent me a picture of them together, I was sick, unbelievable. I wanted the birdie to be um Freddie Funk's chipping, really, but we had to, had to leave that there, didn't we? Well, what yeah. the um, what are you going for the bogey? I think? know what I'm going for. Go on. Fucking Henrik Stenson withdrawing. <laughs> Carmen is a bitch. <laughs> I can't believe that. When I actually put a video. I went back a couple of episodes and actually got the video. I don't know if anyone's listening has seen it on the socials there. And I actually even say that's going to come I think that will come back to get me that.
1: Yeah, definitely. That will come into
0: play for me that one day.
1: Would you see the see the fun that you had when DJ withdrew? We done we done the podcast a little earlier than normal. I picked DJ, DJ gets COVID. You then ask to the withdraw. Yeah, but you
0: said to me, I hope Brooks withdraws. <laughs> that was karma, yeah.
1: Karma's well, cal- back to bite you, eh? I
0: know, double karma's been about, hasn't it? Karma has been about, yeah. And but the books- I wasn't that kind of being the only person who had stenson, am I? No, there was four years, yeah. Yeah. Four years.
1: I mean, it doesn't help me, but It helps the people at the top, because Craig, who was, I think, second or third, he had stents of minus 25. He's down to, like, nine or tenth now. Yeah, it was an interesting one, wasn't it? Obviously, we're going to review that later, but it's looking pretty tight, isn't it? It's very tight, yeah. Very, very tight at the top.
0: It looked like Joey D was running away with it at one point, and now it's... uh...
1: We have a new leader. A new leader. A new leader at the top. But as you say, we'll talk about that next. But we need to talk about our bust first.
0: What are you going to say there? No, uh,
1: the big fella not being about... It just it just disappoints me like we love him, do you know what I mean? He, what he's we've always today. loved him, you've always loved him, especially. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just he's he's not playing, is he? So what's the point in no. doing all this and thinking, oh, let's put these teasers out there, let's do this, let's do that. But then well, that's you don't I'm see wondering.
0: him. What is he actually working on? Like him like for him to take a week off, no competition practice, he's got to be doing something specific for Augusta. He? Obviously, the 48 inch is a thing, but what like he? I just love to be in there and just see what he's saying and what he's doing. Like, what is he like? You know that much thought and calculation goes into his practice. Like you've seen him with the water squirting his balls and all that when he's reacting out the rough and stuff. So I just love to see what he's what he's actually doing. Do you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I mean you can perfect your craft as much as you want, but at the end of the day, if you're not playing in tournaments, then you he can be you... a bit rusty. Exactly, yeah. And he's left it right up until August there. To enter the tournament. I thought you would have played this week. So for me, it's just a bit like, come on, it's all good. It's all good doing what you're doing, but at least start playing in tournaments and let us watch it in action. But maybe he's just building it up to the Masters, play the Masters, and next year we'll see him every week. And just being
0: a bit disappointing since the US Open only seeing him once, is it? It has and It's like he's starting to remember when Tigers are the picking and shoot just playing like 12 events a year. Like, come on, mate, get your fucking. Get in every event, mate. And
1: that annoyed the fucking living daylight out of me. That did. It's horrible, wasn't it? Yeah, just like we want to see Tiger every single week. Same. Way I want to see Bryce. Up when and winning,
0: week. winning, back, like he had eight, like he's had eight and seven consecutive wins. Anybody could be over seven months or something, couldn't he? This is it. I've actually this looked into it. that.
1: Yeah, but we talked about it slightly. Then the orders of merit review this week. So, as I say, we've got a change at the top of the leaderboard for the first time since we started. So, Josh, who first week got minus 25 for... not listening to the
0: podcast. That was the only
1: reason why he got that. (laughs) He did, yeah. He's been listening since by the sounds of it because he's back on top. I'll say back on top. He's on top of the first time. He's got 158 points. He top scored this week with 20 points. He picked Doc Redman, Will Zalatoris, and Emiliano Grillo.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, so it's still tight to the top though, like you say, eleven points separating the top five, and a few fell off. As I said, because Stenson withdrew, and cost cost you twenty five points and another three others.
0: I was making a charge, man. You was so in. You in, know, in I nearly in, picked pa, um, Pat Perez as well.
1: I know you said that Pat Perez oh, withdrew as God. well. Imagine getting a minus fifty. That, that must have been where it come from because when you when, when I see the withdrawal, I was like, I'm sure somebody's got Paperez or a couple have got Paperez, but it must have been you saying that. Would have been unbelievable if you'd have picked him, you know.
0: Imagine that three picks, two withdrawal, and <laughs> what are even the odds on that?
1: <laughs> so, what about your other two picks then, Sink and Hoffman?
0: Well, Sink done well they had each way on. Sink. their little 45 quid back. Nice.
1: Yeah, he finished third, was he? Third yeah, that was a fourth, wasn't he? Was it fourth or third? Yeah, but he got yeah. you some points, definitely. Yeah, and Hoffman missed the cut, was it?
0: Missed the court, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah I think
0: he was nearly dead last after the court. He was he was literally. Yeah, so you got
1: what? Was you minus 20 for the week, then, didn't you?
0: Minus 20, man. That's a bad inning, bad, bad
1: innings. Uh... It's a fantastic innings when you look at it from my point of view. I've closed the gap on you. Now, I picked off Redmond, Peter Malanati, and it was looking very, very good for me after the first day. Getting a bit too excited posting about it. I thought, why have I done that? Because now that I've posted about it, I've just changed go Yeah, so Justin Sue. Missed the cut. Malnati fell off the pace, so they cancelled each other out. And Doc Redman, I think he got me fifteen points. Was it ten points? Fifteen points. Can't remember where he finished. Um, top three, did top come four. He got
0: tired with sinking you know?
1: him. He did, yeah. I don't know whether that was tied third. Yeah, I think they both got fifteen points, maybe.
0: Oh, we did, yeah. Because I was looking at it, and then the playoff must have happened. So then it must be, yeah, maybe third,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think tied third. They got yeah, they third. both got tied third for fifteen points, which was good. So. After your mayor this week, I'm only thirty three points behind. You know, with two weeks to go, uh, and we've got the Houston Open this week, as I say, which we'll review in a little while, and then we've got double points at the Masters, where I think that's so where I'm going to take it's you. Still
0: like you're still in it
1: somehow? No, I've, no, I'm nearly a hundred points off the top. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take you. I'll, I'll catch you. That's, that's a statement here and now. Is Ooh. I'll take you. <laughs> I've Don't got another. Like
0: so it's like that statement I made at the beginning of the podcast.
1: <laughs> go on, which one? You've made plenty. i will be lower than you
0: by the end of this
1: season. Oh, God, here we go. And
0: he's only gone and done it. Here we go. Yeah. He's only gone and done it.
1: I know. <laughs> so, as you know, the World Handicap System came into effect yesterday. We're recording this on the on the 3rd of November. So, on the 2nd of November, the World Handicap System come in and I boasted last week about my 2.6 and Kev's, what were you, point 4.4 4.4 4. so quite a gap for our handicap index there but the world handicap system was wrong and after and after recalculation go on Kev
0: well I, I'm off um, 3.1 now
1: yeah and I'm up to
0: 3.6
1: 3.6
0: 3.6
1: so I've gone up from 3 to 4 and you've gone down 4 to 3 so you're right and there's no more tournaments, and you said it, and you've done it. So credit where credits due. You're officially lower than me. You
0: tit. Give myself a round of applause there, in case anyone <laughs> wondering what that noise is. You can't so hear man, man, but I'm yeah, that it's the audio goes out, and then the video that sometimes I pull a face to you, but I'm like, when I listen back, I'm like, that face didn't come out on the audio there. <laughs> <laughs> as
1: long as we're enjoying it, that's the main thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you probably couldn't hear mine as well, because I was giving them the wanker sign. <laughs>
0: No, it's just it's just so good like the way I just couldn't believe it when it came through yeah. I was just so happy I bet you was I mean not that I can play to three like but, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, going up with three pros tomorrow they're gonna think I'm off three it might be a good game this I'll Fucking chop it round <laughs> talking of statements
1: right I've got a statement for you as we move on to the next part of the show go on Ben Hogan is the actual goat of all time? Never mind generational goat, which we're going to talk on now. This statement, right? You can listen to this. You can play it back. I'm putting Ben Hogan down. After you hear what he's, what this man has done and what he's about, Ben Hogan is the goat man. 82.
0: Oh, 82. He's
1: won 82. 82. Times. He's won 82 times. If that's all, you, <laughs> if that's all, you, if that's all you've got, mate, you're in trouble. Sound so
0: like a like a cop, I don't I? Like.
1: So last week we started the generational goat debate. So it was Bobby Jones and Walter Hagen. Um, Bobby Jones was classed as the goat from your votes before we discussed it. So we, we discussed it on the episode and then we done a vote afterwards and Bobby Jones was still the goat. So. Bobby Jones goes forward to the ultimate GOAT, which we're going to do at the end. So each generational GOAT debate that we do, at the end, we'll have a list of five or six, whatever it is. And then we'll put the big vote out then to see who is the overall GOAT. So uh, this week, it's a This week's a
0: good one as well, because these are like head-to-head in tournaments, whereas yeah, Jones was a bit after Hagen. Hagen was a bit after Jones, weren't he? Or did well, they,
1: they, they they played in some, yeah, but then you Jones was amateur as well, so he didn't yeah. play in as many professional tournaments and things, and Walter Hagen was doing his exhibitions and stuff, so they didn't really get that head-to-head, these two. Ben Hogan and Sam Sneed went head-to-head a lot.
0: I know, I've sort of refrained from looking at Ben Hogan because I sort of wanted to let you tell me. Yeah, I've just been researching the old, uh, the slammer. Yeah,
1: well, well, the first thing to mention, his name's not Ben Hogan. His first name's William, which I thought was quite interesting. What the <laughs> fuck?
0: He's already not the goat.
1: <laughs> Billy Ben. Should have called yeah. himself Billy Ben. What a name that. Billy Ben, Billy Hogan. ben Hogan. Yeah. What a man. So he turned pro age 17 in 1930, but didn't win at tap until 1940. So for 10 years, he was an absolute donkey. Honestly, spent an ten absolute
0: years- donkey.
1: Yes, he wasn't the goat, he was the donkey, I'm telling you now. So it's probably similar to, it's probably not fair to say, the episodes of the professional group series that we're doing, but he was a shop assistant pro and he would just play, practice, play, practice, graft. Uh, His wife supported him a lot and he just... He just couldn't cut it. He just wasn't just a normal
0: everyday guy, no world beater. Just just your average Joe sort of thing.
1: Nothing, yeah. So he's obviously nineteen forty. He's he's twenty seven now, and he's probably at that age where you speak to a lot of them. Where he's probably thinking. I mean, don't quote me on this because he might not be thinking this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't <laughs> I actually know. You? Don't actually know the guy, but <laughs> <laughs> but you can did think. You did, obviously... with,
0: did you go for a with Hogan yesterday? Did
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> me me and Billy Ben, but. Yeah, twenty-seven years of age, and then nineteen forty was the first time he won an individual professional tournament. But it's it it wasn't just what he won three in a row. Did he? It's like the buses. Know what I mean? You wait a fucking a decade for a bus to come, and then three come all all at once. once. Yeah. So it's just it's unbelievable to hear that. And then so nineteen forty is when he arrived, pretty much age twenty-seven, and yeah, he just kicked on from there. Really, Uh, as you know the. War World War II was between forty three and forty five, so there was no tournaments those years. All the players of the break, Sam Sneed was the same, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So it was it was more after that that Hogan then went on to establish himself. It was so, really late then? What really late? Yet yeah, so I mean, you're thinking he's at, he spent the first ten years really struggling. Then he wins three in a row, March nineteen forty. So it gets even more interesting for Ben Hogan, right? Because he didn't win his first major until he was thirty-four years of age. You know, thirty-four, he's won his first major. There's still time for you, yeah, Kev. What are you now? Thirty-two.
0: A couple of years, you'll see me in uh, the Masters.
1: Put that craft in. So yeah, he won his first he won his first major. But the biggest turning point, February nineteen forty-nine, he's he's just lost in a playoff. He's driving home late at night with his wife, and it was foggy. And he's going over this bridge um on his way home in his car. And one single lane each side and a bus pulls out to try and overtake another and hits him head on right so he throw, throws himself in front of his wife saves her life and in the meantime saves his own life because the steering wheel punched the driving seat that he was in because so because he's moved out the way tried to save his wife's life which he did then he ends up saving his own life so he's in hospital for 59 days he ends up with a double fracture on his pelvis fractured collarbone his left ankle's fractured. He's chipped his ribs, and he's got a number of blood clots. Some of them that nearly killed him. So he was told that he may never walk again. Never mind play golf again. So this is February nineteen forty nine. This happened.
0: Chip, sorry to make a joke about this, but chips and ribs sounds like a a last.
1: <laughs> 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 so he came out in the April that year. Fifty nine days. You know, he's obviously told never walk again. In November that same year, he plays a golf tournament. Fucking hell man. Six months after everything that's happened six months later. And then he started the 1950 golf season. So the following golf season at the Los Angeles Open, the LA Open, where your man Sam Sneed beat him in an 18-0 playoff.
0: Yeah, that was one of my me, me facts coming in hot. Hot off the off the <laughs> cot. So that's mad though playing a golf tournament after all that, after that, that sort of crash. If you're getting told you're never walking, and then you're going in the tournament the same year.
1: When you think of all the injuries. He's 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 a right-handed golfer, and he's done his left ankle. So that's obviously a lot of weight going on that transferring through the turn and stuff. So he actually struggled to play eighteen holes from then on. He played yeah. and he continued he, to. He,
0: he was wasn't he known for his? I know he was known for his ball striking, but
1: was he known for his swing? Being, on, it was like an obsession with Ben Hogan to swing the club so purely. I don't really know too much about the swing because. I say I'm not a professional. I don't really understand the technical side behind the golf swing as such. But I just know that when I've spoken to coaches in the past and when I've been coached and I've had video swings, they've always had the Ben Hogan, the turn, the positions you get at to the top, the way he strikes the ball. Jack Nicholas was actually asked once, is Tiger Woods the best ball strike you've ever seen? And his response was, no way, Ben Hogan easily. So that tells you the level of ball striking for Ben Hogan. Yeah. When the main man Jack Nicholas is saying that Tiger Woods is nowhere near Ben Hogan when it comes to ball striking,
0: I think Jack Nicholas is a bit of a lickarse you know, because I've got a bit of a quote on, on uh, Sam Snead here as well. I have yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so obviously we've spoke there about the nineteen forty nine where he's had the accident, he's come back and he's he's obviously started playing in nineteen fifty. So nineteen forty nine, Hogan didn't play in the Masters that year. Uh, because of his accident and in 1950 a player called um, Jimmy Demerith won but over the next four Masters tournaments this is where you said earlier about Hogan and Snead going head to head this is unbelievable so in 1951 Hogan won with a score of 8 under with Sneed tied 8 to 3 over 1952 Sneed then won with a score of minus 2 with Hogan tied 7th at 5 over then the following year Hogan wins with a score no of 14 under. He won by five shots. Uh, I'm not sure where Snead finished because it only shows you the top 10. But then the following year, 1954, that is when Snead won with a score of plus one. And who did he beat in the playoff? Playoff. Beat Ben Hogan in a playoff.
0: In the playoff, yeah.
1: It's interesting because Ben Hogan, for all his talents, he had a three-shot lead going into that Sunday. Um, he was two under, but he shot three over and then obviously ended up losing in a playoff. But just go back a year, 1953, so this 1953 was the year he captured what was called the Triple Crown so because of his injuries and, 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 the, and the injuries he'd sustained, he only played in six tournaments that year and he won five of the tournaments he entered
0: it's fucking unbelievable isn't it?
1: three of those were majors, so he won the Open at Carnucci. that was the Did only one
0: he... Rook's trying to be the new Ben Hogan is he?
1: <laughs> just turning up and just it. for
0: the majors yeah
1: so five out of six tournaments, three of the major championships. He won the Open at Carnousie. That was the only one he played in. He won the Masters, which we've just spoke about there. He won that at 14 under par. He won by five shots that year. And he won the US Open. And the only reason he didn't do the full Grand Slam and win the PGA Championship is because it was hosted at the same time as the Open. And he always had a little hoo-ha with the PGA Championships because in those times it was, match, it was a match play event. It wasn't a stroke player, it, like
0: the whole, And it was, it was still a major? It's mad, isn't
1: it? And it was still a major, yeah. So he never got the opportunity to do the Grand Slam, but he is the only golfer to win three majors in a year until Tiger Woods done it in year 2000, with obviously Tiger won his fourth early, so he held them all at the same time. We call it now the Tiger Slam, don't we?
0: It's going to be hard for anyone to get all 4 in isn't it?
1: Yeah, all four, but he didn't get the opportunity to, and I think that was the I think that was the issue. He couldn't play. Uh-huh. It was either playing one or the other. The PJ Championship and the Open were played at the so same time. So if he time. didn't get
0: the chance to do that, no one had the chance.
1: Back in the days, yeah.
0: So it's a bit weird one, isn't it? To even uh, have that as a thing. I know,
1: I know. But weird. if all that's not enough, he is um, only one of five players to win all four
0: majors. Has Sam Snead done that? Sam Snead won all four.
1: I don't think he has, has he?
0: No, he's never won the uh, US Open. He's came second four times, though. Yeah, well, uh, Ben Organ's won it four times, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, only one of
1: five players to win all four majors uh, of Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, Gary Player and Gene Satterson have all won four. So, yeah, and if that's not enough for you, he's also played in two Ryder Cups. He's captained three Ryder Cup teams... And to prove that he was the goal for this era, in 2000, this is obviously before Tiger, he was ranked second greatest player of all time by Golf Digest magazine, with Jack Nicholas first and Sam Sneed third. So, nothing more to say.
0: What the fuck, the Golf Digest magazine, Noly? <laughs> 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 so, you've given me shit last week for throwing in that Bobby Jones went to war, and you're giving me this whole spiel about a car crash. Well, you fucking started it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was happy to keep it to the golf, but to be
1: fair, yours was after his golf. That had nothing to do with it. This fella has been absolutely mangled nearly like in, in a car crash and won God knows how many majors after it.
0: No, it's quite, it is brilliant. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, Sam Snead, also known as the Slammer. His name's Samuel Jackson Sneed, and I'm pretty sure Samuel Jackson Samuel L Jackson is named after him. Fact, Fact checked check. Fact <laughs> check <that> <laughs> <one>. <laughs> The good thing about Sam Sneed is, like, because all these quotes come from these these like all these players. So Be- Bill Campbell is like the president of like the USGA and the and I know, used to play and all that. Um, he's the best natural player ever. He had the eye of an eagle, the grace of a leopard, and the strength of a lion. So Gary Player, I was quoted as saying, I don't think there's any question in my mind that Sam Snead has the greatest golf swing of any human being that ever lived. Jack Nicholas said, Sam Snead's swing was so perfect. That's what I'm saying Nicholas is a bit of a lick-ass, do you know what I mean? (laughs) But uh, 1936, age 24, he won 10 grand, playing like local events, and so he could play professionally then full-time. As long as he's had, he's had 82 PGA wins, right? Yeah. But in every article, I read like four or five different articles on him. He's got 94 golf medallions. So I don't know what that means, right? But, what's, a, what's a golf medallion? <laughs> kind of like a pork one, but like <laughs> you wear it around your neck. <laughs> I don't know what, exactly what a golf medallion is, but I think like a winning, like you get a medal when you win or whatever. Like the July medal. <laughs> <laughs> but he's won 149 uh, times events including Seniors Tour Majors PGA Tour and other events bit of good good innings that isn't it.
1: yeah what you've got to remember though when we compare these two is Ben Hogan was non-existent only in the big tournaments after his crash so he pretty much gives Sam Sneedle
0: whoa 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 butt out a second <laughs> and a chip in the middle of my debate right his career spans six decades fucking Hogan played about three weeks <laughs> In an interesting one, in because as you said, as you said, he's never we've just said he's never won the US Open. No. In nineteen thirty-seven, like he was about to like he was trying to win the US Open. He failed on that on that attempt. But the feathering won at 19 clubs and it was unheard of. Like everyone used to have around about 14 odd clubs or whatever. And he had 19. And then in the following January, he actually brought in the 14 club rule. And we were talking about where did it come from?
1: Yeah, that where it come from. came from him
0: winning with extra clubs in. And he was also, that year in 1987, he was working at the Glenview, like golf resort, yeah? Yeah. And I don't know why or like how he got involved in this, but he played on the US Pro Tennis Championship. <laughs> 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 he got beat 6-1, 6-4 in the first round by the eventual winner. So (laughs) you. So were you trying to justify that that was a good defeat or something? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Another like when these all these he should have had the Grand Slam really of all the majors in 1939, in the U.S. Open at the Philadelphia Golf Club, he was going down the last and the this is before on course scoreboards and all that, and a spectator told him that he needed a birdie to win. So he obviously went for the shot and he made an eight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <and finished it. laughs> With a couple of notable wins that he's got amongst his eighty-two, the, Ro- the Rochester Times Union Open, he won by seven shots to Ben Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to the army, was a hero in the navy. Like he, in 19- yeah, straight after he didn't mess around. Straight after the uh, the army, nineteen forty-five, he beat Hogan by nine. In the Southwest Invitational, 1946, he won the Open at St Andrews. But the interesting thing about that is, his expenses were three times the pace. Mad, that not
1: That's probably why Hogan never played in them. He's got a brain, you see.
0: No, this is uh, this is the Open. Hogan went and played the Open, didn't he? And, and Jim the PGA, so obviously he hasn't. That was it.
1: That was in '53. You're talking '49, '49, are
0: you? '46. So straight after the war. So we obviously his play must have been dead or something. <laughs> he,
1: he must have. He must. He must have got. He must have got a better wage in the army than Hogan. Then
0: we got. He got a discharge, medical discharge. Back then, play golf the next year. The gangster. <laughs> <laughs> nineteen fifty beat Hogan in the playoff in the LA Open, and then obviously, as you said, nineteen fifty-four. Whoa, 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 whoa! Nineteen fifty,
1: he just got. He just had a big, massive car crash. It
0: was his first tournament back, mate. Winners concentrate on winning. Second, concentrate on winners. (laughs) 1954, obviously, beat Hogan in the Masters in the playoff. So another good, another few interesting facts about Sam. How many
1: how many majors did Sam Snead win? Seven, seven. Okay, so that's two less than Ben Hogan. We spoke last week about William Hagen being the third all-time major winner. Guess who's number four? Ben Hogan's
0: tied fourth. Why are you pitching in about Ben Hogan again when I'm talking about Sam Sneed? Because <laughs> <laughs> you won last week with Bobby Jones, and I want me make it. Yeah, but I've seen the poll, you're well ahead. I got on the thing, it said like 70, um, 77% to whatever, 30 or 90, whatever.
1: 90 to 10 have finished.
0: So hopefully, people don't know about this 82, when They just see Tigers 82, I think. But another uh, you know, couple of interesting things. He's played seven um, Ryder Cups, Sam Sneed. And his first one was the 1937 Ryder Cup. Do you know where that was held?
1: Of course, I know where that was held. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be an idiot not to be. Where? SA.
0: Yeah. It's plastered all over the walls. Still going on about it, eyes. Um, And do you know who the captain was that year? I don't. Should I? Walter Hagen. Was he? Yeah, <laughs> what a man played in it. You've, you've sat and had a pint probably where Walter and um Sneed had a little pre match chat. That's
1: like me and you having our pre podcast chat the other week in exactly. the same probably exactly the exact
0: same spots. But he's played, he's won every time he's been a, a captain or he's been playing on the Ryder Cup. And the one time he was a non playing captain at Berkdale, which is just next to us, isn't it? He? he got a tie, and um, there was a rookie on the team. By the name of Jack Nicholas. Wow, that was must have been when he was coming through. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So Jack was coming through just as they were, just as they were tearing off. Yeah. Interesting. Good to beat. It's good, good isn't it? Like he's
0: boys. a lot. Of, a lot of didn't know about him. Didn't know he could. Um, didn't know he played the tennis tour. <laughs> I didn't know he was in that many Ryder Cups.
1: I didn't know the Golf Digest magazine was a load of shite either. Thanks. <laughs> <sir. laughs> <That's laughs> you don't even
0: need to fact check that one. <laughs>
1: You know, both. Um, but the reason that the, they were having this go debate is because it is a close one to call. You know what I mean? They're yeah. both unbelievable, but you can't, you can't not pick
0: Ben Hogan. Come on. I mean, I know you're begging it, like, but I honestly don't think how you can not pick Sam Snead. He won eighty two 82 times.
1: He's never won the U.S. Open though. It's a big one. When you're talking Hogan about-
0: didn't even get out of bed till he was forty or whatever you just said. <laughs> That makes it all the better though, doesn't it? Turn, turn I don't off. know. Did you read about Hogan in the Seat of the O to the Seniors Tour and all that? No, Sneed did. <laughs> well, he couldn't even play
1: 18 holes, mate. He play 18 holes and go straight to bed for 12 hours. <laughs> no, but as as normal, what we'll do now is we will post it again on the debate. Yeah. And if Kev swayed you more towards Sam Sneed, then get your votes in. If not, and Ben Hogan wins, he'll move on to the goat debate.
0: Yeah, I wanted um I'm gonna just keep posting 82. 82. I'm gonna change.
1: I'm going to change the password
0: then. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Hogan had the car crash. <laughs> <laughs> right. So back onto
1: the PGA Tour. Then the Houston Open this week. The big boys are back. Dustin Johnson and Adam Scott return to action since testing positive for COVID nineteen. Big Brooksies
0: back as well.
1: Big Brooks is back. Phil Mickelson actually had an opportunity to go and play on the Tour Champions this week, but he decided to stay with yeah, the
0: Warriors. Yeah, you can't really, even though might where the shocker like the week before he's got to, uh, he's got the Masters coming up, Annie. He?
1: Yeah, he's got to, he's got to stay. He's probably thought, I went the Tour Champions to come back and I had an absolute dog show, so a week off, get your game sorted, stick with yeah. the champions and then he can I've
0: go Interesting. Ian Poulter just pulled out, Annie.
1: Has he, yeah? Has he had yeah, a bad back? Yeah. He's had a bad back though, hasn't
0: he? What did you say? He was one of your picks. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> i mean, be gutted if you actually picked him, you know, and I'll just give you that information. know. <laughs> yeah, no. I didn't pick him. Thank God. Yeah, I've just yeah. seen a video of it. He just arrived in Augusta, so he must be getting a bit of a extra bit of cracky, you know, or whatever. But he said his back was bad, yeah. So that's another notable um absentee.
1: Yeah, was it the Scottish Open, was it? His back went a bit, didn't he? He was it? talking. I
0: see. Yeah, we did doing a few interviews on it.
1: Yeah, he's, he's he was struggling, wasn't
0: he? He was struggling. Mate, it went way. Have you got physio? And he said he was done in on like you know, they do little interviews at the walking. Yeah, he nearly held his next four shots <laughs> outside, outside of Dixland on the next four holes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, a few notables in the field, like you've said DJs there, Adam Scott, Brooks, Kepke, Phil Mickelson, like we've just said. Then you've got Jordan Spieth, Tittle Hatton. Tony Finau, Lee Westwood's there. This is his first tournament back on the US soil since yes. the US Open, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Brant Snedeker, um, and am providing these ankles okay. Your man, Henrik
0: Stenson, back on top. Big Steno made you go yep. nowhere near my mouth. He's been kiboshed with um, Matsyama and there was somebody else that's since been kiboshed bushed I have forgotten.
1: <laughs> a kiboshed. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and you've got some winners playing as well. So, Stuart Sink, Hudson, Swafford, Sergio Garcia, Martin Laird all won this year, and they're all yeah. playing. Um, Defending champion, Lanto
0: Griffin. Do you know what? Um, Mad one about that Lanto Griffin. I just keep seeing he's, he's quite active on his socials, isn't it? Do you see that he put a competition up saying, um there's three Will Farrell quotes carved into me wedges. Whoever can guess them, I'll send you. Like, they're all green, green grips on them, green, carved. Like, and I get like... Whatever, like three fil- of three Will Farrell films, and you said, like, whoever guesses the quotes, the best ones, and the right, we'll send you them. Go on, then, off just off the cuff. Now, I don't know many Will Farrell quotes, but well, I was I sent in saying, um, I'm kind of a big deal, yeah. I sent in, um, what else did they say? We're gonna skate to one song and one song only, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you've got so much more room for activities. Oh, what a shout! Step All up. wrong. All completely oh. wrong. He actually wrote on his things in. I actually scrolled personally scrolled through all 700 answers.
1: <laughs> he must love Will Farrell. <laughs> you know
0: I mean? uh, the three quotes, though, I'd never even heard of them. Something about meatloaf. So I don't know. I'll, we'll post a picture. We'll yeah, let's the post a picture.
1: Yeah. So people can see it. Interesting. So it retains the Memorial Park golf course, as we said earlier. Fred Funk holds the course record. He shot a 62 when it was TPC Woodlands back in. I have in- 10 of that gets
0: beat this week. Do you think so? Like I bet you the tenner, That's
1: bet yeah. Go on, I don't think it will do. Right, you think someone's worth shooting a sixty-one? It's a par seventy-one, so that no, means someone's got to shoot ten under. Yeah, no, not happening. Well, there you go. Money That's, where mouth is. There we go. I'm happy. Yeah, do
0: an impromptu on 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 live bet there. at yeah. You? <laughs> you get you get
1: well more than even money on your tenner if you if you put a bet. Oh, on. it's
0: getting backed in the bookies it's as well. On. <laughs>
1: Don't be worrying. But yeah, no, it's only seven, just over 7,000 yards, par 71. So, mm, not going to cause too many troubles, not too much trouble. So, maybe it will, but I'm happy to take that bet. I just had
0: a mad feeling there that it was going to get beat. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I'll take the bet. No problem. Predictions then? Who have you gone for? I've gone for, got beaten a the playoff there on the weekend in form. Uh, Wyndham Clark. Yeah. I've gone for Russell Henley. Yeah. And I've gone for Xander Shoffley's brother, Scotty. <laughs> Scotty Schoffler. Schoffler, <laughs> yeah.
1: I hope all three withdraw.
0: <laughs> yes, thank God you just said that because something <laughs> bad's going to happen
1: to one of your players now. <laughs> right, so I've gone Brooks Kepke.
0: Yeah, I was see, I was going it, but I just couldn't.
1: So we he helped redesign the course with Tom Doak. Did he? Did, yeah. you know, did you know that? No, no. Inside information. So it's a course he's very familiar with. Um, and I'm pretty sure he'll want to put in a good performance like the Orwell to build confidence for the Masters. I've gone for Lee Westwood. So just keeping the trends with the golfers over 40 years of age winning tournaments and Lee's been playing well and obviously it's first time back in America so I'm thinking he's going to be a bit fresher. I know he's
0: been playing, he's been grinding it out well
1: in the cold. But if you if he's followed his socials, the way he's putting it in the gym, he's having a right go. you know. I honestly think he's probably thinking to himself, Do you know what, I've got a few more majors to go, yeah, where, where I can compete. I and get he, one. I think he's after the green jacket, me. Tony Fino, he hasn't won on tour for a while. So I get what you're probably thinking why you're picking Tony Fino, but uh, he's consistent. He's had six top 15 finishes in his last nine starts. So, you know, I think he'll make. He's only part. just
0: come back from COVID, don't he?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he came back not last week, the week before, what was Yeah. Where was it that Justin Thomas and Rahman then um, Patrick Huntley won? Well, there's Ozo. Yeah, the Zozo. There you go. Yeah, he played the Zozo. He was doing all right as well. He made the cut. Don't know where he finished in the end, but yeah.
0: It's always it's, a hard. Like, I know it's it's hard to put your money on someone or like your picks on someone who's never won. It's it's like I know I don't think Wyndham Clark's won either, but Finn has been going and he ride, ride the cup teams and all that. Yeah, Finn. Finn, Finn loser, has,
1: yeah, he's he's got he's got one he's got one around the corner. But you know, even if he doesn't win, he's always up there or thereabouts. And I'm just after. Oh, no, he to is. Be, yeah. I'm just off the points at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Any no minus points, please. <laughs> I can't take I anymore.
0: Hopefully, uh, now gets a hole in one in practice and does his ankle again. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a weak ankle anyway. The Masters. <laughs>
1: Remember that in the Par three tournament, wasn't it? Yeah. Done his ankle, yeah. I see. Then, you, he, then he was leading, wasn't he?
0: Was it two days? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone on the socials just sent in the pics for the Masters. And you've wrote back saying it's not the master this week, and then they've obviously went on the betting and then just picked one, two and the first three favorites. <laughs> <the deck> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're up there as well. The one of the one of
1: the top six.
0: So, are, they, are they up there? Yeah,
1: I think he's third or
0: fourth. No way.
1: Just shows you it? the effort that they put in. Thanks for that. <laughs> so we spoke you spoke there about the par three tournament. We spoke about the green jacket. It's only right that we speak about the masters. It starts next week, doesn't
0: it? Yeah. I cannot wait. I was watching I watched the um the highlights of the Sunday. It's just mad how it's literally like, you know, when like uh, Jesus parts the sea or Moses parts the sea and then like and they can all cross the Red Sea to walk across in the Bible. It was like that happened on the scoreboard when Molinari starts making mistakes. Kepka makes mistakes and then all of a sudden Tiger's in, in control. What did he birdie 13, 15? Then he birdie 16.
1: Yeah, that's that's the birdie on 16. It was unbelievable, wasn't it?
0: And he's just got to go and make basically make five down 18, and he
1: what is it with him in 16, man?
0: It's mad, isn't it? Just
1: love the guy. So, if you've been following the socials, you'll see that we we put a bit of a teaser out that we were going to discuss this on today's episode. And we asked if anyone's got any questions. So, we'll go to questions through the social media first. The first question, Kev, was from Mick Nixon. um... What's your top three Masters moments? What are my top three? Yeah. Do you want me to go first or you go first? I don't no, you
0: know go first. It.
1: You go first, if you want. Well, my, my top three, Bubba Watson would be number three. So in 2012, when he won his first green jacket... He knocked his tee shot into the absolute wild wild west. No, and no, he beautiful. had the tiniest gap ever. It was impossible to even get it on the green to move the ball that much and manipulate it from that lie. With and a he wedge. just with a wedge and he's just yeah. he's just hit this shot and then took home the crown. But the the reason that one sticks to me so close is because I had a few quid in them as well. So, yeah, so did I. <laughs> you can imagine how pumped up I was. Yeah. Yeah. Then next for me. And this was a close face. we We've just spoke about it then. Tiger's chip on 16 in the 2005 Masters. So he pulled his tee shot left, as we all know, and then the rest is history. He plays that flop shot, and, you know, just, it just rolls
0: in. Well, it that's the best Masters it. moment of all time ever, but for anyone in the world. So that's, that's just that, isn't it?
1: No, nah, but I'm, I I disagree Me, I haven't put that as number one. No? No. My number one moment of all time, it was last year. Tiger winning after... Everything that had happened, yeah. to see him come back and to just win, it was just like for me that'll that'll stick with me. That it nearly brought yeah. me to tears. Honestly, like I know it sounds mad to say that, but you know we've grew up with Tiger. See him go through everything he's gone through, and then to come back and to win that when you never thought he'd even play again. another you know, the struggles he had, he went to like yeah. over a, over a thousandth in the world. He'd done all what he'd done, and then he comes back and then he he does that. It was just for me that beats the chip in that
0: yeah it, like the, it, that was more sentimental but the chipping's more iconic in it
1: yeah it is it's because it's a marketing genius We're back, yeah they just the way the Nike tick's there <laughs> unbelievable the Nike tick just rolls in it was just Nike would
0: thinking chiching. <laughs> what about you so my, like my number one is the target chipping like I just said then it's the most iconic moment ever even the, in your life you just yeah. know that it's what's happening when you've heard it Do you know what I mean it gives me shivers every time I watch it yeah it's great um my other most iconic moment is when Sam Snead beat Ben Hogan in the playoff. <laughs> <laughs> you still after that, yeah? <laughs> Fucking now. No, but you know what I was, I was watching today? And um obviously Sergio waited so long to win a major, and he hits this shot into 15, and then he just sort of, of like a target walk and twirl, and, and I just thought if that shot that took him into the lead that made him go on to win is... is, is um, his first major and he won the green yeah. jacket didn't he that year I just thought that was pretty special but because that's fresh in my mind that sort of and I've seen it today is more why I picked it yeah me, in fact knocked Tiger's chip off the top my all time best Masters moment was when I was standing there on the side of 18 and Tiger Woods gave me a high five
1: <laughs> have you been the Masters have you Kev have I not mentioned it <laughs>
0: So yeah, getting a high five off off the man himself has to go with my best Masters moments ever. Doesn't get much better than that, does and it? And I, I think if we got Tommy Fleetwood's caddy on, Ian Finnis, we got him on this show and asked him what his best Masters moment is, he would say standing there next to Tiger and just looks, and me and Lee are just sitting right at the front row in our chairs, just doing this big thumbs up to him like that. It's <laughs> out of our heads. <laughs> what did he do? He just looked and just shook his head. And just <laughs> <and he's done. laughs>
1: <laughs> brilliant so next question is from Mickey McKeon realistically from the back tees and Sunday flags what would your score be around Augusta
0: it's a bit it's hard isn't it you get a practice round like or oh, what you just go out there straight away and you've got to because I've, I've you know because I've obviously did they tell I've been the Masters so I played this this course <laughs> which is next to Augusta and the greens are based on it and I got there I couldn't I had the caddy and everything, and I just couldn't get the hang of the green. Through it was impossible. What are we talking? Like how impossible? Impossible, like uh, like the, the the pace of them and the undulations. If you've never been there, like you could, you just don't know what you're doing. Like there's a put like that, and like sort of like, like a 45 degree angle, and the hole's there, and you can actually hit it a little bit of the slope, and it could go well way left. Or you can even hit it like miles past. You have to pass the hole to bring it back down. It's the, the undulations are just right. absolutely mental.
1: Yeah. Well, to be, I played the castle course in Scotland a couple of weeks ago and the greens there are ridiculous, but not at, they haven't got that pace that Augusta's got. So I can imagine if they're as undulating as them and as crazy as them, plus with the pace, then yeah, I can imagine. But I mean, you'd know better than me because you've, you've been there, you know what it's like at Augusta, you've walked the course, you've also played the course, which is, which is, which similar. is basically bear in
0: mind that we were playing with major foggy brains on us. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I reckon just enough fresh. If you had a practice round, I think you could you you'd be trying to break ninety, wouldn't you? Surely to God. I would say in my prime, I'm the in mind I've shot in the sixties a good
1: few times in my prime. Well, so, I think if I was absolutely smoking it, I think I'm going to shoot around eighty five me, and that's at, that's at me yeah. best. I'm adding that's I'm a, adding, adding fifty I'm adding fifteen, sixteen shots onto my best ever scores there. So do you reckon that's fair?
0: Yeah, it's gotta be on it.
1: Yeah, but I think if I was to play now, there's not a chance at big hundred. Not at the minute, anyway. Bit more time to go, so I'm back to where I need to be. That's
0: uh, an interesting question. I'd like to see what other people would I'd like to try and fair themselves. I wouldn't go out and start saying I wouldn't I'd be able to do things that I can't, so I'd say breaking ninety would be my target.
1: Yeah, breaking you can empty. make
0: some. You've seen the boys make serious numbers. I would, but to
1: be fair to me, if we, if me and you went and played there now and I broke 100, I would be over the moon.
0: In fact, you know what? You've got to be able to hit the ball both ways. It's, it's, I don't know. I honestly don't know what to shoot you know?
1: When we're talking both ways, I have got the horriblest slice shank at the minute with the driver and I can also duck hook it. Is that too much shape or?
0: No, you know what? You'd probably win the Masters if you played this year. <laughs>
1: The right hander Bubba Watson. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So, another question that's come in is obviously, each winner, each winner of the Masters retains the following year and saves up a three course meal. So, what, what food would you save up at the
0: Masters? Well, I'd, I'd probably try and be the different guy here and just say, I'll cook. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'd cook me signature pesto, vegan pesto pasta for them and just say, yup.
1: <laughs> right, I'll go. Nobody <laughs> wants to say that shit. Right. <laughs> they, they, not, this might sound a bit boring, but a couple of months ago, I was at a restaurant, I can't remember which one it was. But, <laughs> 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 but they'd done this tomato soup, right? But it had green pesto and basil with it. Oh, Oh, unbelievable, like it was so nice So I'd have that, I'd get the, the chef to come over Fly over and make that Or just tell the, the chef there to give them the recipe or whatever And then I'd the do with <laughs> <laughs> Take a load of Heinz tins with me, In the suitcase And then I'd have that with like a warm butter bun That i do for the start, you know Keep everyone, keep everyone happy, don't fill it Because then for the main course I'd get a big tomahawk steak With all the trimmings and the peppercorn sauce uh, Yeah You look disgusted there Kev
0: Oh, I hope I, I hope I'm not a past champion. <laughs>
1: there'll, be a ve- there'll be a vegan option. <laughs> Tomahawk?
0: Have- have- I thought that was a missile.
1: You can have a um, you can have a falafel wrap.
0: Falafel?
1: <laughs> what are they called? Falafel. <laughs> yeah, falafel,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, there you go. You can have a falafel wrap. Yeah, so peppercorn sauce, and then to finish it off, you get a choice. You can either have a nice cheesecake with ice cream or a cheese board with all the chutneys and all the... You know what I mean? It's not It's not one for the people on the diet, let me tell you, but it's uh,
0: it'd be a satisfactory scram. You can tell your wedding was meant to be this year and you've, like, looked into three-course meals. I couldn't even think of three courses. I just <laughs> said, I'll cook.
1: <laughs> so, as soon as that question came in, I thought, right, right up my street there, so here we go. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. So next yeah, question... Well,
0: where's that seating plan?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... In 2005, we spoke about it before. Next question. If you had an unlimited amount of attempts to play that shot in 2005 from the size of the 16th green and you had to replicate the chip that Tiger made, so it has to go in dead weight, how many goals would it take you? Do you think you could
0: even do it? I don't reckon I could do it, man. Honestly, my chipping isn't up to that sort of standard yet.
1: I do you know. Like, you've, got that, you've got that height all there, lads, you know. In fact, you know
0: what, first time... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? I watched it. I watched it a couple of times today. And he obviously the, the rough's behind him in it. Yeah. Problem number one. Yeah. Then he chips it and then obviously it goes bounce, 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 skip, checks at the perfect moment, skips right, and then goes down the slope. It's it's the I don't reckon he could do it again in a thousand balls.
1: No. No. You see, I'm confident with me chipping, you see. So I'm chatting. I'm chatting. I'd do it in under a hundred. mate. I could pull that off. Wow, I can. I can get. I, honestly, I can do it.
0: Oh, well, there you go. If, if the if day. the
1: fel- if the fella who owns Augusta's listening now, which we know you're not, but if, <laughs> yeah. if by chance you are, phone me, get in touch,
0: and I'll have a go at doing that. Mate, we are. We'll be reporting course in a few years, and we'll go and do it. We'll do this. Yeah, we'll do it, mate. When uh, when I was obviously at the Masters, you know, I've been. Um, <laughs> we made dad Lee's dad who was there. Ken on the course was there and he kept shouting over, Ken, do tiger's chip. But he was like half dead and like Lee was like, shut up, Dad. Shut up.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Final question. Don't know whether this is a bit of a dig at me, this. What size green jacket do you lads take?
0: <laughs> oh my
1: God. Interesting.
0: I, I say- just want to put it out there. I know for the fact that you would be the first ever Masters winner to have to buy the jacket from Giacomo
1: <laughs> <You dickhead.
0: laughs> someone's definitely having you on there with that question
1: I'd say pre-lockdown 48 chests I wouldn't even want to gather a guess now to see what I am I don't know I was just thinking large I didn't even think about my chest size You come in chest sizes jackets don't they i tell you that. one thing it's lucky it's a jacket and not a jumper though there's no way they're getting it over that big mushroom head of yours <laughs>
0: There's you've got the size of and a cap that's one size fit all. <laughs> right, we've been at it today, haven't we? we're back to the olden days. We've been a bit nice for a few weeks to each other, haven't we? I
1: know, I know. So yeah, so a little bit of a, a little bit of a get us ready for the Masters. There, one thing this year though, the Masters have done, which I think is unbelievable. they created. There's one more question. Is there? Oh, there is one more question. How rude of me! One more question. Final question. This is a bit of a ruthless one was the worst winner of the green jacket? Patrick Reed. <laughs>
0: that was quick. <laughs> Not only because he's a knobhead, but also because I was there and it was the worst ever winner. Do you know what I mean? He got booed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's the best moment of my life going to the masters, but then the fucking champion was Patrick Reed. It was just that <laughs> was fuming. And the next year Tiger won. Ah <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on,
1: you can have that. I don't think we can call anyone a bad winner of the green jacket, but go on, you can have that.
0: Patrick, you know you're not you're
1: not picking that one. I'm not no, you're not having a waste. If you win the green jacket, come on. Nah, Patrick
0: Reed let Yeah, go on, I'll let you have that. <laughs> and that's why you're trying to get away with that question. <laughs> it's fruitless, that one.
1: We like it. Well, Kev certainly likes it. I love it, yeah. So this year, the masses have done something unbelievably good, too good to be true. They've created something called My Group. Have you heard about it? No, no. Right. So, I mean, I don't know the background to it, so I don't know whether you go on the app or whether you can do it through the telly or whatever it is. But what you can essentially do with My Group is you can add your favorite players to your My Group schedule and you can watch every shot they play. Yes. So if you want if you uh, wanted if you wanted to just sit there all day and just watch Tiger play every shot and Tommy play every shot and I don't know, just you done it so there was just like seven or eight players teeing off around similar time. So they wouldn't be playing shots at the same time. You wouldn't have to wait for the coverage of Sky or whatever other coverage it's on. You could just go and watch it yourself. So I assume that it would be on the Masters website.
0: Yeah. That's 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 a an so that obviously going to film every player playing every shot then they? yeah it's mad isn't it? But do you gonna not, get these cameras or something?
1: But do <laughs> not do that anyway. Don't they have a camera in every hole?
0: Not every. I've, I mean, I used to work work for Sky a few times and like you are following like the leaders. I don't know if they've got more cameras at majors or whatever, but you could be following. I was following this fella, uh, this Argentinian fella. I can't remember his name. Good player. You'll you'll know his name as soon as I say it. Um, Romero. Yeah, Romero remember him, the young lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I was following him with the with the mic for the like the fluff on the mic, you know, for the sound. Yeah. And he had four shanks in a row, and we got it in the air, Right, leave him alone. Like get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> we had to move on to someone else. So you don't see uh, you don't see every shot of every player now. I don't. I'd I'd love to sit there and watch shanks all day. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just go to the range and watch yourself. Unbelievable. <laughs>
1: So it's the eighty fourth Masters tournament. Uh, honorary starters this year: Jack Nicholas and Gabby Player. And players are going to be starting from the first and the tenth hole. So the groups haven't been decided yet. So we're going to do it. A...
0: Always two tiers at the Masters. Well, I don't know. Really? Yeah. I, I, was, I always thought everybody was off the first, but
1: um, not something I've ever really. Surely you
0: can't tier up in a major championship off the tenth. Can you? Or can you? Well, it. It does not much. There's, there's. There's so many players. There's not much light. Ah, oh, you remember, It's not much. What? Sorry light. I was about to say, that's what it'll be,
1: Daylight Savings, only. Yeah, so that's what I've, it got me thinking, that's why I've mentioned it, because it's not often you see them off the first and the tenth, especially at a major, yeah. Every, everybody gets announced on the first tee, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think it is the first, yeah, but it's not something I've ever even thought about. Uh, about obviously isn't.
0: everything's messed up, in it, so I see what you mean, now the light, yeah, that's mad.
1: But yeah, so next week, we are going to have a big Masters review, aren't we? We're going to have the group's we're gonna talk. We have past to come with a fun
0: little segment, a little game, like a me versus you thing.
1: Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah.
0: like we've we done gonna... them with the questions and the moments. We have to think of another little thing to do.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah,
0: I can argue with you.
1: But no, another good, another good week of golf to look forward to at the Houston Open. Few of the big fellas are back, but you can't help but have your mind on the Masters. The build up to the Masters. This is just, this is always the best part of golf, isn't it? I know it's normally March, April time that we're
0: getting excited for this, but. But no. It's usually around the races and that, isn't it? And you're like you're getting buzzing for that, and it's summer coming into summer, and you're like yeah. the season start, and then the see the golf start, and you're like yes, but like it's also like it's going dark, and you can just sit there on your couch and just watch loads of golf. Yeah, it's unbelievable, especially with this my my group as well. You can watch
1: the coverage on the telly. Plus, you're going to have gonna to have gonna have to get that just to see what it's about, aren't we? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, as soon as I to read about it, I mean, I don't know where it comes. from. I'm gonna have to look into it a bit more. I just quickly. Had a quick look at it, but yeah. What else
0: you can do? You can buy an an Augusta package of like I think it's one hundred and fifty dollars, and they send you like um, eight cups, like loads of the sandwiches, crisps, know all the like because you get all Masters brand stuff at the Masters, don't you? When you go, just if you've if you've ever been in the in the stands. (laughs) (laughs) One 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 day, I'll um, I'll post a picture of it. Like not the um of like the package thing that you get and like and that was just sort of like you probably everyone's stuck at home probably think trying to just sell the merch Andy they? or they're yeah. allowing X amount of fans Andy I don't know what them buddies will be like when they get over for America like I think it's more just the fact of yeah I don't know yeah, it's probably shite yeah <laughs> 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 we ain't even that good at the place <laughs> <laughs> no the but tune in, in the-, though, the Masters beer the what? Masters beer what about it? it was nice what was it? Just masters, no? He made his own brand, didn't he? The fella. Oh, has he got his own brand of beer as well? Yeah, he got his own brand of everything. Yeah, they, they pulled they, like legend has it that these two senators, women senators, tried to join Augusta and they does not allow women. He said, If you don't let women join, we're gonna pull all no, they're only just having women tournaments there now, aren't they? The youngsters and stuff. Yeah, we're gonna pull all your sponsorship, like all like the big brands like Coca-Cola and all this sort of stuff. And he said, Go ahead. Take it all away, took it all away, and he made his own brand, Masters stuff, and he ends up I think he pull in like ten mil over the four days, just off the off the uh, the the stuff that the um that would have usually been sponsored. It, it was a mad story. No wonder he can be so fussy over members and everything. And then if that's... exactly, yeah, that it's one that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of them. Like when I went, some fella was telling me on this thing, and I was just like, but then when we looked into it, it actually was true. Be a talk? Or- yeah, 20, proper
1: 10 million over 40. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, then it's been a pleasure as always, Kev. it yeah, has, And we'll be back next week. We're going to be talking the Masters. We'll have our usual segments. We've got the next episode of the generational goat debate, so we'll be releasing who that is probably towards the end of the week.
0: Yeah,
1: and don't forget to get your BB order of merit picks in before Thursday tee off.
0: And as always, get your constructive or your shitty whatever criticism into us, or your what you like, what you don't like, and we'll always keep reposting all the feedback. Actually, had one fella tell us that he was getting the um, the logo tattooed on his willy last week. He knows us yeah. that much.
1: Lovely, lovely <laughs> stuff.
0: <laughs> get it in there.
1: Right. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening.
0: Ciao.